0: I tell you, it's a good day here at Crossroads. We are going to be diving into week three of this series. But before we do, I need, I'm, I'm asking Ralph Tubbs if he would help me out and bring something up onto the stage for me. Is Ralph available in here by any chance? Ralph Tubbs? Ralph Tubbs. Have you, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, we, we have something to talk about here, guys. Um, hold on. Yeah. Okay. Guys, I saw this hanging on a coat rack in the hallway just now. We cannot have... Guys, we have children here, all right? They're in their formative years. Just not cool, not cool. Whoever this is, be ashamed of yourself. Just be ashamed. Ralph, thank you. Be careful. Ugh, ugh, jeez, gross. Gross. Ew. <laughs> so gross. Ugh. Uh I don't even know what we're doing with that. That was just fun for me. Okay. <laughs> we are kicking off week three of our Thrive series here. And here's the thing. We're dismissed. If you want to thrive, don't be a Packers fan. You're dismissed. Go home. Have a great day. We're talking about thriving in the most important area of our lives, all right? Our relationship with Jesus is where it's at. It's what changes the dynamic for my destiny. It's the most important relationship that I can be focusing on and developing in my life. And so when we're talking about developing good habits that change everything, the goal is that I'm not settling for average. I'm doing everything I can to live into the purpose and the plan that God has for me. And so we're developing habits here over these next few weeks that help us change everything and help us thrive in our relationship with God. So in week one, we recognize the importance of hanging out with God. We have to make time for God every single day. We've got to meditate on his word, think about pray about what it is that he's trying to teach me, what it is that he's saying to me. We've got to focus on memorizing scripture. We uh, memorized Psalm one nineteen eleven. I have hidden your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. The next week we talked about activating our gifts. And here's the thing, if you want to live into the purpose and plan that God has created you for, you have to be focused on activating your gifts, getting in the habit of serving and using the gifts that God has given you. Because I believe when we stand before God, he asks us two questions. Number one, what did you do with my son Jesus? I hope you were spending time with him, that you were growing close to him, becoming more like him. And two, what did you do with the gifts that I gave you? We are going to be held into account for what he has given us and we've got to activate those gifts and use them for him and for his glory. That's a habit we have to be developing. Well, the reason this is so important is because of this, this, this saying that we've been uh, re- referencing for the first two weeks and now for these, these last three weeks of this series. It's the importance of habits in the cycle of life. Uh, This uh, phrase says, watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. That's where we're camping out here. Watch your habits. Why? Because they become your character. Watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. This is the progression of who we are, the choices that we make on a daily basis that define who we are and what our destiny is going to be. And the thing about habits is that they can have impact two ways on that scale. Because when we develop habits that change everything, when I'm spending time with God, when I'm activating my gifts, that changes the way that I think. That's going to change my words, change my actions. It reinforces the good habits. It, it, it shapes my character to become more like Jesus. It it determines my destiny. Habits are really important in this cycle because they can help me reset everything and change everything. So good habits change everything. We've established we've got to hang out with God. We've got to activate our gifts. Today we're diving into this concept that we have to develop the habit of being generous. That means I'm not consumed by greed or stinginess or self. I am going to live generously. Why? Because that's who God is. That's who God has called me to be. He is, in fact, by his nature, a generous God. And so if I'm going to be like him, I need to be generous. I love this this, uh, very short story in Luke chapter 21. We see Jesus doing something that we don't oftentimes picture him doing. It says in verse 1, While Jesus was in the temple, He watched the rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box. Now, I think this is awesome because I picture this as just a really awkward moment. And I like awkward moments. That's why I bring a Green Bay Packer jacket out here like, hey, these guys are terrible. What's going on here? Uh, I love awkward moments. I mean, can you picture that? I I would just imagine Jesus is like right up close and personal. Like if there's a box they're dropping their gifts and he's just kind of right there, you know? Rich guy number one, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm hmm. Rich guy number two, yeah, mm hmm, yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. You don't picture Jesus as doing that very often, right? When I close my eyes and picture Jesus, I picture him surrounded by people teaching the truths of the kingdom of heaven, spending time with children and just loving others with this extraordinary selfless and gracious love that God has for us. This is a picture of him watching rich people give their offerings at the temple. And here's what's what's amazing, that's extraordinary that happens. It says, then a poor widow came by and dropped in two small coins, So there's a total difference here. He's watching the rich people give their gifts, and then it's the poor widow who gives two small coins. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. This poor widow has given more than all the rest of them, for they have given a tiny part of their surplus. But she, poor as she is, has given everything she has. This is a really big truth to circle and to be thinking about, because number one, we see something here that impresses Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I want my life... If I want to impress anybody, I want to be impressing Jesus. And what impressed Jesus? Was it the amount of money that was given? No. It was the heart behind that gift. It was that spirit and that heart of generosity. That sacrifice, that surrender, saying, I love Jesus. I love the work of God. This is my heart. I'm being obedient. I'm trying to be like him. I am going to lead the way with generosity. That's what impresses Jesus and we're going to be talking about that today and I'm and I've listen we're going to have some fun talking about it. I think you're going to remember today it's going to be a memorable a memorable conversation as we talk about this idea of generosity last week I talked about activating my gifts uh, and how my first gift was playing the trumpet you guys remember that uh, here's the thing over the course of this week I wrote a song I recorded a song with my trumpet and I would, I would like to play that song that I wrote and recorded uh, to introduce and welcome to the stage the person who I have the pleasure of sharing the stage with today. That would be our pastor emeritus, Pastor Mark Royer. Welcome him to the stage as we play the song I wrote for him. That's me.
1: Love is a burning thing. <laughs> I wrote
0: that for you. Thank
1: you. you. You did a very good job on it. Thank you. Nice touch with the Spanish trumpets. That whole cash thing, uh, <laughs> the whole cash thing uh, goes way, way back uh, in our uh, history. Um, mine, since I was a little kid, was a Johnny Cash fan. Right. But as I, as I became pastor, lead pastor at Crossroads a couple of decades ago now. Um, Stop the, it. Uh, That's not true. It that, is true. It's yeah, two decades. That is very true. <laughs> The, uh, back in my very much younger days, um, a couple of the, well, there were only a couple of us back in those right. days, but uh, they knew <laughs> that I was a huge Johnny Cash fan. Uh, Cash passed uh, away, and then his family had an auction uh, at Sotheby's in New York City. Right. And so this is kind of it's the background time. here with this. Um, and so the church board of Crossroads uh, pitched in uh... to pay for my tickets so i could go
0: that's awesome that's and a great experience
1: dave geiger who uh... those of you that know dave know that he's quite a collector himself right. uh... he wanted to go along and kind of observe and watch um... so i i was part of the <laughs> okay so not the fan club but there was a johnnycash.com blog
0: yeah you're, you're so, a total nerd you're yeah a total nerd. i'm a cash okay.
1: nerd okay. <laughs> uh... before i was a cash fan before it was cool before Rick Rubin came along and, you know, the new younger generation uh, picked Rubin. up Rick Rubin? Who's Rick Rubin? Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> These, this was before you were born, right? Yeah. I've heard of being Rick Rolled. So, so Rick Rubin was a producer for Nine Inch Nails. Oh, you're pulling out hurts. all the stops yeah, right so, now. So he was uh, like a heavier <laughs> metal rock producer. Okay. Loved cash like I did. We All had right. that in common. Okay. That's probably the only thing in common I would ever have with Rick Rubin.
0: Not your love of nine-inch nails?
1: Mm, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Although I have varying taste. My tastes don't go that quite gotcha. nine-inch gotcha. nails far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So, uh, so, <laughs> the, so we got to Sotheby's in New York. Um, who met us there was Antique Roadshow. Uh, oh, they yeah. heard we were going, they had contacted me about how many items I was going to bid on, which was like 80 of 200. Oh, you were messing around? No, I was going to buy some stuff. Okay. And I think Dave was interested in a few things, but I think he was more interested in watching how I obsessed over all things cash, you know, uh, which I can tell has not left uh, seeing how the song you brought me in on. Um, so, it um, so they wired both Dave, Dave up for May the up. show. They, they for this antique. They had a camera, couple of camera guys, a host for the program, and the whole thing. Yeah. And you know, uh, they gave us the things we could do, not do. I mean, they were right. going to edit it down like they do. They're you know, tracking
0: you at the auction.
1: Eight, uh, three days down to an hour program or whatever, forty-five minutes, whatever the program was. So um, Dave is not particularly does not enjoy the spotlight the way that you do, Pastor Tim. Oh, I Quite. don't think that's accurate. Mm. I think you're talking about you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. By the way, the Packers jacket was mine. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Green, Green Bay Packers, Kansas City Chiefs. That is the perfect. If as long you know, if it's not going to be the Bears. The Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs, it's the perfect Super Bowl game. Unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable. For the people who are clapping about that, I have no idea what to say right now. I'm just completely floored. There
1: are three of us who are excited about that possibility. So so the auction got going. I got a number of items. Uh, In between, the host is talking to me about my strategy. I don't know what the strategy is. All around the gallery were these, you know, darkened glass rooms where the higher-profile celebrities could bid against you. And it's Dave and me and, you know, 45 of our closest friends down in a 500-seat galley down below. And so we're bidding against people we can't see so there's not that part of it, you right. know, and you have a paddle and half the time Dave's, Dave's grabbing my hand and pushing my paddle <laughs> up. And so they came to, first day, things were going pretty high. They came to one of Cash's Grammys and it was some Grammy from the, you know, early seventies. Um, oh, he won the a deal. Grammy for uh, the, uh, the liner on his LP album. Okay. Back in the day, Pastor Tim, they used to, we used to listen to our music on vinyl discs about that size with a little hole in the middle of it. Oh, they played them
0: with lasers.
1: Okay, so back in the day, pre-laser, pre-laser days, um, your listening device had an armature with a little needle. And... It became quite fun to try to spot your song in the middle of an LP vinyl. Yeah. Just exactly.
0: Sounds painful.
1: It wasn't the easiest thing in the world. And as we think back on it and listening to those old vinyls that some people may or may not have still held on to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were times where you'd put a scratch in it and then the phrase would repeat. Yep. I remember those
0: days. I actually grew
1: up on the vinyl. Ring of fire, 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 ring of fire. (laughs) Love is a burning thing. Stuff like that. (laughs) That's how, that's where the phrase came from. you sound like a scratched record uh-huh. especially when somebody's nagging somebody else gotcha uh... Gotcha. that was one of the phrases i personally I'm created this is fantastic. Uh, myself you sound like a scratched record that was you um, that was me That's fantastic. so uh... so i'm there in new york city with dave geiger we're <laughs> bidden along there this grammy award from the headliners of the lp album was up to about 50,000 bucks and nothing had gone that high right so now it's 60 70 they're looking up in the galleys uh, in those you know galley meeting rooms so these so celebrities from somewhere are bidding on these right. things and so about 90,000 bucks Dave grabs my hand and jabs it <laughs> up in the air my channel. and then so and you could have a little monitor uh, from the camera that was on me And you could see that as soon as I pushed my hand up in the air, the monitor came on. (laughs) So so there I'm at 90, I'm getting it down, I'm pulling down, I'm I'm saying, Dave, that's $90,000. And he's and he's saying it's going for a lot more than that. I mean, Geiger he knows his auctions, you know. Okay, well, I and, hope so. And so you know, I played around it with it maybe one more time at about hundred thirty thousand. Oh my word! Something like that. What do you do um, if you get stuck with that? What does Dr. Royer say? Okay, so well, there's no marriage left. Number <laughs> one. Number, number two, there's probably the third mortgage on the house. Yeah, you that's know? not good. So it's by myself in a house with three mortgages. <laughs> but a really awesome Grammy Award, <laughs> you know. Uh, so so it, it went for 265000 oh, bucks. So the next thing I know, and it, it couldn't have been, a ha- I'm not being dramatic here, it couldn't have been a half an hour. There comes your favorite network celebs from ABC, CBS, NBC. They're all the and, and then a number of the fake oh, news wow. trickle in after <laughs> them. USA Today, Dallas Morning News, I don't know. There would have been, you know, forty, fifty media outlets all there, all convergent on Dave and me. Dave had to take about half of them. I took the other half. It That's was amazing. my yeah, it was my fifteen minutes of fame, you know. I always thought wow. it would be through preaching or something great for God. No. It was your love of Johnny Cash yeah, and that got a pap you famous. Going up in the air that Geiger <laughs> threw up there. That that was it. So, yeah. That's so fantastic. anyway, I ended up with you know a couple of dozen items, twenty, five, thirty items from the auction, and you know we're talking about generosity and the whole thing, and yeah. and it was a it was really a cool experience because. Um, not just, I mean, once the weekend got past and all, I mean, you got all kinds of country stations picking it up. Right. Once all of that got passed, then I, I, finally, about a month later, you get all your items in a big crate. And, um, you know, as I laid them out and really enjoyed them for a period of time, um, we were able to, uh, over the course of time, God really spoke to me about this, how we're just carrier pigeons in life that nothing really belongs to us. Right. Every single moment that we have in life God provides for us. Every single one of our resources that we receive, all the blessings, all the necessities as well as all the blessings, they all belong to God. We need to settle that ownership issue anyway. And then what I realized was that the the prices at the auction were inflated because of the number of cash fans that were there we drove the prices up but there were a lot of people that helped start a lot of the original Johnny Cash things like the Johnny Cash Museum now in Nashville that were people of not much means Right, and so you know I I, the Holy Spirit really spoke to me that what I needed to do was get them each you know something uh, from what was very personal to him Sure. But I still kept that platinum album of um, a boy named Sue. I still so have you've that. You've got the one. I got have, the one. Well, I got more than one. I kept a couple of more things than that. Uh, yeah, but, but you then, gave one or two away. You no, know, but and I'm going to give my Packers jacket away too now. After all of that, so yeah, yeah. It's good to be with you today. Uh, it's good
0: way. to have you. Yeah. I. It's an honor and it's a privilege to be with you. You know that. I love you, man. This is good. These are good times.
1: Oh. I am so proud of you, and I'm proud of this church. I'm proud of you guys. And it's so fun to visit the campuses, and nobody knows who I am. <laughs> I do grumble once in a while saying they don't even know who I am, but uh, I love it. Thank you. Thanks for what you're doing. You're, oh, you're a great days, blessing man. to all of us, Pastor Tim. These,
0: are yeah. these are good days. These are good days. These uh, are good days. Let's get down to it. Let's get down to it. Greed versus generosity. Uh, being consumed by one or the other takes us down very different paths in life. So we're talking about developing habits that change everything. How do we develop that habit of living generously? Because it's important that we focus on that if we're going to live into the, the purpose that God has for us. First thing we've got to recognize is that greed is at odds with the very nature of who God is. He is a God who loves us with an extravagant love. He is generous by virtue of what he has done for us. While we were still enemies, while we were far from him, Jesus died for us. I mean, it's a generous love that is extravagant. It doesn't make sense. That's how much he is generous towards us. And when you think about greed, I, I love what it says in First John 2.16 highlighting just the cycle of greed. It says, For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the father but from the world. I mean these these are the paths that greed takes us down. I mean it really is a difference between choosing the way that God wants us to walk or choosing a completely different path. I mean what are your insights to that? Well, I
1: love what you say is it's a it's a decision of yeah. our own will. Yes. And we make that decision moment by moment, hour by hour, day by day, but it goes way way back even before uh, Genesis 1 creation in the Garden of Eden, uh, we see it in Ezekiel 28 uh, and it's that story of Lucifer, the great archangel God, he, Lucifer was the most beautiful greatest of all of God's created beings yeah. and Ezekiel 28 describes how he was adorned with all these gems and and increasingly so that he was more adorned, he was more beautiful all the time as Lucifer was obedient to God God made him more beautiful right but it says that widespread trade dirtiness ugliness was found in him and that concept came from with Lucifer the great archangel the greatest of all God's creation enough was not enough eventually Lucifer thought he should be Jesus right and that constant emphasis on needing more wanting more is this concept and the pride I mean we're talking I mean, when we're talking about greed we're talking yeah. about our own pride right our need of this insatiable desire to feed our inner self is that concept of greed but we do have a choice we don't have to let the spirit of greed take over but the only answer is the spirit of generosity yeah. is being gen- generous and achieving that ability that the Holy Spirit provides in our day-to-day moment-by-moment lives to be generous and not greedy. Yeah,
0: it counters the other. Uh, I want to refocus on John 3.16. This is the verse that we're challenging everyone to memorize this week, and you may have memorized it in a different version because it's a popular verse, but here's the version we're reading today, and i got to be honest, I memorized it in the old one, so I'm just going to read this one. Uh, It says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. I mean, that's the love that he has for us. It's, it's represented by the fact that he was generous. He gave. That, that is who God is. That is his very nature. And when we live filled with greed, man, it's counter to everything that God is and who he wants us to be. We miss out on the blessing that he wants us to live in when we try to harbor our own selfishness and pride being consumed by greed. It takes us down a completely different path. And so what we realize is, the next step here is greed promises satisfaction but it is never satisfied. And when you talk about generosity it's exactly the opposite because generosity, the challenge that we see from Jesus is it's the exact opposite end of the spectrum where greed, being consumed by that, that mentality that I can't have enough the operative, or the operative word being more, right, I can never have enough when I'm consumed by generosity instead of greed, you realize the truth that I can't outgive God. He is always going to meet my need and some as I lead the way in generosity. And I think there's power to the story of crossroads. Mm. I mean, the trail you guys blazed, proving that God is faithful and that when you live generously, man, God shows up in ways you never would have expected.
1: And interestingly enough, I think God specializes in the minority, you know, I mean the remnant. We see that in the children of Israel versus the rest of the world. Uh, we see that in the church versus the world. Yeah. Um, God specializes in the remnant. It doesn't take many people, but a few people that really believe in it all belongs to God is enough to change the trajectory of the future. So, yeah. you know, I want to challenge people the rest of the world's going to go in its greedy nature. But God wants to raise some of us up yeah. uh, with a generosity of spirit to realize it's not about me and it's not about my me time. You right. know, in in this idea of uh, the DNA of Crossroads was from the very beginning it was about God putting the right situation before us, yielding ourselves to God. Um, you know, a couple of examples I use. Uh, Those of you that uh, have not been to our Goshen campus would not know this. And, um, you know, being a frequent guest of the Internet Church, I I appreciate the Internet Church. Um, So let me let me take you down to the basics. Those of you that are here live this morning, these seats that you're setting in uh, was came simply by uh, God being generous to us through a few people. Yeah. I remember the Sunday and, and here in Elkhart County we rented the cafetorium of the middle school in the yep. Concord yep. school system which is one of our school systems here in Elkhart County. The Sunday that we got or the Sunday before we got our occupancy permit to come in and occupy the building we didn't have any money for chairs I made the I made the announcement that folks were completely out of money, uh, not just that you know uh, Elkhart Community Bank in Elkhart, Indiana, here right. Steve Brown was the president uh, took the chance on us sure. i mean I mean the fact that we had a construction loan was thanks to Steve Brown believing yep. in us and taking that to that bank yep. board yep. you know, and so there are, there are several dynamics that had to come into play there, and uh, so we were so broke, of course I didn't let Steve know exactly how broke we were, we were so broke, uh, we didn't have money for the chairs, so I made the announcement, you're going to have to dig out your lawn chairs and bring them next Sunday, or you're going to have to sit on the carpet. Oh, by the way, as long as we have enough money to carpet it this week, you'll be able to sit on the carpet and not on concrete in the week and you know it was, it was and it wasn't just and it wasn't just one or two people but I remember uh, Dave and Kathy Geiger stepping up I asked Dave to give a hundred thousand dollars towards the completion of several of those things right. and those were days those were tough days uh, in the Elkhart economy um, and I know you know when we when we came short of money I had to ask Dave to buy the two lots that are north of the church and what I mean is those of you that are part of Crossroads where we have Bethlehem live and the car show yeah. and all the activities that the Easter egg hunt right. all those things I actually had to sell those to that, that whole land base um, just to occupy to you know work. the b- building and to make it work Yeah. And Dave bought it on a note and then sold it back to the church. Thankfully, he sold it back to the church. You know, it's stories like that that uh, help ministries or even our personal lives succeed. And we need stories of faith in our own personal story as well. Uh, You know, we spend a lot of our time putting a lot of things on a credit card. And I know we think in terms of that about you know where I'm at personally financially that could never be me but that's, ex- that's a life from the pit of hell that's exactly you and me it's you and me that are in that are given those choices day to day whether we're gonna live like a victim of our financial culture or we're gonna take responsibility and ownership and get it yielded to God. Yeah. Well
0: and that, <clears throat> that brings us full circle to the reality that it's not you know, necessarily the amount of money that you give that Jesus is impressed with. He's impressed with your heart. He's impressed with that willingness to surrender and to live generously. Because when that's your mindset, it changes everything. Being consumed by greed, again, you fall into that trap of always wanting more. It is never enough. Everything that the world says it's going to bring you fulfillment and pleasure and everything that you're looking for. It never fulfills. It's always a lie. And it's never enough because the operative word is I need more. And you see that wired into us from early ages. I mean, I got kids. Uh, My kids just turned 12 and Jake just turned 10 this last. I can't believe how old he is already. I'm getting old. He turned 10
1: this week. He turned 10 this week. Your youngest turned 10.
0: My youngest is 10. So I'm getting old. Yeah, it's, it's happening.
1: You are, Pastor Tim. I'm an old bitter man. Granted, <laughs> yeah. you're getting old, my friend. You're going to have to start thinking one of these days about Crossroads going younger.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Boom. That's my moves. That's for another day. I'm still in my prime. So <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing I run into with my kids though. They uh, play Fortnite all the time. So they've got me into playing Fortnite. Is there any other dad out there that plays Fortnite with his kids? Uh, I got roped into this. I'm very good. I'm a level 100 now. I'm, I'm, yeah, Are I'm very, you oh, really? I'm now, I don't over. know what
1: that is. Taking over.
0: It's, it's actually it's not that great, but it sounds good. Um, but here's the thing, on it's, Fortnite... It's
1: not bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> on Fortnite, they have these things you can buy that you don't need, but they can make the kids want them. And you can only buy them with fake money. They call it V-Bucks. So I have to use real money to buy fake money
1: mm-hmm.
0: so that my kids can buy this stuff online. Well, let
1: me explain to you what's happened. <laughs> You've got a bunch of guys with pocket savers and tape between their glasses, uh-huh. a yes. bunch of nerds that hated being put down because they couldn't make the sports team. So they created these games so that they could be just absolutely filthy rich. And they're laughing all arts. the way to the bank. Oh, they are. Yeah. It's the nerds. It's the nerds.
0: It's the nerds. Yeah. Well, they're getting my money. It's never enough. It's never enough for my kids. Never enough. Every two or three weeks, I'll give you $10, but I won't give you any more. Thanks, Dad. It's it's all that I want. But then two weeks later, it's more.
1: It keeps them quiet for a while. It does. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: Okay, so green promises satisfaction, but it's never satisfied. You have a great teaching on Luke 6. Can, can we just talk about this for a second? I think we recognize uh, in verse 37 and 38 the first part of these verses, uh, but we don't give a lot of attention to verse 38. It says, do not judge others, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others, or it will come back against you. Forgive others, and you will be forgiven. Then Jesus says, give, and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will will determine the amount you get back. I mean, it's just a powerful concept that when lived out, it changes everything because you realize the reality that God shows up. And I love the testimony of Crossroads and and where uh, you led us through that time of growth because God, I think he, he came on the scene and did extraordinary things here at Crossroads because of the way people led with generosity. It is part of our DNA and God uses that to do extraordinary things.
1: Well, giving is a muscle that you exercise. Right. And the only way to get buff is by starting with the small weights and working your way up. But you've got to be consistent with it. You need to set definite goals in your generosity, whether it be your time or your financial resources or your skill or craft or whatever God's given you to do to give it away. But we have a tendency in our culture to think only of ourselves. Jesus said this will sum up all of the scripture. Do unto others the way you'd have them do unto you. And this idea of pressed down, shaken together, and running over, you know, given it shall be given unto you, you know, that whole idea of the muscle. You know, I had to, I I am quite blessed by having good specialist doctors in my life. You know, I have... Three or four that I'm frequent guest of. Okay. Congratulations um, because of on different that. Uh, health issues. I'm not near as sick as I look, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, th- this is what you have to look forward to this level of vibrancy. Yeah, that's fantastic. So I, I don't want to give all the details of what happened because I don't want all of your remedies, uh, you know. <laughs> but um, I had an issue, I have an issue with my arm, and it has to do with a medication that I take. Uh, for a central part of my body, like my heart. Okay. Um, and it, like it's, your heart? It's kind of, it's exactly my heart. Yeah, it's a heart medication. And so I have an issue, I have an issue with my arm. Well, the, the cardiologist didn't, couldn't deal with that, so he sends you to the orthopedic, and the orthopedic who's known me and done several surgeries for me, right. I have, um, I've lived a fairly robust life and have been in need of an orthopedic surgeon a number of times in my life. so Probably from um,
0: all those paddle raises you did at the auction. Did you ever think about that?
1: Yeah and probably the fork to the mouth from the plate too. Oh. Yeah, cause, yeah, you, you know you never think about I need to become When I eat, I need to become a switch hitter. I need to eat with my left. To not overdo it. It takes too much time. You end up here with it rather than here with it where it's supposed to. So (laughs) anyway, too many times. I'm a righty. He took one look. And this orthopedist has known me for 20 years, right? He took one look at my arm and said, You got little boy arms, Royer.
0: (laughs) Is that a professional assessment? I'm thinking there's only one
1: guy that talks to me like that. Yeah the little boy little boy arms, what's that mean? So he you know, gave me the cortisone shot, told me yeah. to work out with weights, yeah. you know to get it. And you can see what that's done. Shall I take my shirt no, off?: no, 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 okay. No. Okay. no. crossroads
0: can't handle that anymore. No, those days are gone.
1: <laughs> you know what? You take your shirt off on the stage one time) And that's all they remember you for, <laughs> right? That's all they talk about. So, that's a shame. So the whole idea of giving is a muscle. And we need to understand that, just like we exercise our physical bodies, we need to exercise our generosity. And, you know, you like the awkward moments, right? Yeah. Uh, it's an awkward moment to do something to help somebody else that you'll never receive the credit for. That's especially cool yeah. because that's something moments. that just you and God knows about. And I will guarantee you, there's anybody that's listening to me, I'm thinking even the internet, you're listening to us on the internet today. There are people in your life that God wants you to bless. And you know who they are because there's not a person in our lives, every single one of us, that God would not bring to our mind somebody who we need to help. And we've just been putting it off. And it's our decision yeah. whether we're going to be generous and follow through with that person that God's laying up our heart or we're going to be greedy and wonder, well, I got to be sure. What are you being sure of? <laughs> all you're sh- out is money, right? All, yeah. you are, all you're out is your time.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's, let's wade into those awkward yeah. moments and those awkward things. Those are the moments
0: where God shows up and does the extraordinary things. Yeah, the final point here is greed consumes the heart and it destroys the soul. I I think this is a a valid warning that we just need to consider from Jesus. It says, he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. I think the trap that we fall into in our society today especially is the cancer of comparison. It's us looking at what everybody else has and being consumed with trying to have that and fill that void of my life with that, instead of focusing on Jesus and recognizing the truth that when I lead generously, there's nothing that I can do that will outgive God. It's it's two very different circles. Cancer and that one will destroy of
1: us. comparison.
0: Cancer of did comparison. Did you come
1: up with that?
0: I, I did. Is it, is it terrible? Is that is it? <laughs> that?
1: It's awesome.
0: That speaks to your high level of intellect. You really have done it. You really have done it. Uh, the cancer of comparison, man. It,
1: Thank you for making it about me. You think about. Yeah, I'd take that
0: focus right off. I'm very uncomfortable with that level of you, affirmation.
1: Think about, think about <laughs> the idea of cancer being that disease, that level of disease. Destroys the you. scariness that destroys you. Yeah. And it, it's not just your body. I mean, it'll get to you spiritually, too. Yeah. Uh, and it's, the, it's one of the biggest struggles, a cancer. And then seeing comparison right. as being that level of destructiveness. Yeah, that's
0: awesome. It takes our focus off generously. That gets us
1: consumed by greed. Yeah, that is something. Yeah. Let's
0: wrap this up by the words of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus sums this whole idea up by saying this. Don't store up treasures here on earth, where moths eat them and rust destroys mm-hmm. them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven. Where moss and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. And remember, that's what matters the most to Jesus. It's the desire of your heart. So he says, no one can serve two masters. For you will hate the one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. I just challenge you today to make sure that you're living generously. Make sure you're not enslaved uh, to your money. Uh, make sure that you're living generously with your time, your talent, and treasure, that everything that you have in your life is surrendered to God. Hmm. I mean, any other thoughts to add to that?
1: No. No.
0: Nailed it. We've no. landed the
1: plane. We have. I think
0: we did it. Yeah, I, I think, think we Jesus' did it. words yeah it's hard to do better than that right right? yeah Yeah. I think he nailed it yes so here's how we here's how we close would you pray for us in just a second I'd like to ask this question for us all just to be considering this in our own lives are you living generously make sure you're not taking that opposite path where greed consumes you It, it promises satisfaction but never satisfied greed being that thing that consumes your heart destroys your soul make sure that you're developing this habit of living generously Becoming like God, becoming like Jesus, living into that purpose and plan that he has for you. Because when we hang out with God, when we activate our gifts, when our mentality and our attitude is I'm going to live generously, I'm going to love generously like God loves me, that changes everything. So are you living generously? Mark, would you close us in prayer?
1: Take your hands and hold them palms up like this. And even if you're watching via the Internet, why don't you do this with us? Don't tune out, just tune in, lean in. Do this. This is what the psalmist talked about with my hands are open before God. Father, with our hands outstretched and open, it's our symbol of commitment to you and to your work and to your and our lives into your hands. And I know there are a lot of people that are listening and watching that have a lot of needs personally, but Lord, we want to let you know it's our desire of our heart to settle the ownership issue that it all belongs to you, and help us, God, because we know it's a day-to-day, hour-by-hour, minute-by-minute struggle, whether we're going to be greedy or generous, but may we apply this concept that we're doing, this symbol, with our open hands, that we would hold the things in life very lightly and surrendered, now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, and we said together, Amen. amen.